Hi, this is Andrew Lotto. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is episode 69. <laughs> 69. East of Odessa. So I was at a rock concert this weekend. Yeah, they still exist. Uh, it was the band Primus. Anyway, at the encore for the band, uh, there was a video sign that came up in blue and yellow, and it urged people to donate support for Ukraine, and in particular, to support Zelensky. Or, as he was referred to in the video, the man with the iron balls. This resulted in a huge cheer from the crowd. The cheer was actually larger than for any song that the band played, despite the fact that we all spent decent money to see this band. I showed my dismay at this warmongering display and did a couple fingers to the crowd, and I looked around to see if there were any other people disturbed by this Invasion into our rock and roll fantasy world. Uh, nope. It appeared that everyone else was united in their bloodlust for a war in a country that none of them have ever visited. And we were also united in the fact that we all felt a buzz from the immense amount of cannabis being smoked around us. I was just happy that no one in the crowd was wearing like a Bolshoi ballet t-shirt or a t-shirt of one of the greatest... World Wrestling Federation wrestlers of all time, Nikolai Volkov. I think there might have been a lynching. By the way, Nikolai Volkov, who used to fight with the Iron Sheik, uh, is actually from Croatia and not Moscow, as he claims. So leave him alone. Or don't, because he's dead. So it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. America's a very polarized country on nearly every single issue, except two. First, we all agree Amber Heard is a bitch. Second, we need to do something, whatever we can, whatever it is, to ensure that Ukraine kicks Russia's ass. I'm actually expecting to see videos of the Proud Boys and Antifa joining hands to sing the Ukrainian national anthem together. By the way, the the Ukrainian national anthem, in case you're unaware, the title is The Glory and Freedom of Ukraine has not yet perished. Well, not yet. (laughs) That's not a very promising anthem. That would be like if our national anthem included, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there for now. Anyway, let's go Zelensky. Zelensky. What do you spell it with? One I, two, or... One Y, two Ys, however you want to spell it, fuck it, let's just go. Let's send more weapons and sit back and watch the show. (laughs) What the actual fuck are you people thinking? Anything? I don't know if I've ever seen more hypocrisy in this country than the current love fest for providing more fire in the war in Ukraine. Name your top 10 favorite movies. Just think them through. Don't tell me Princess Bride is one of them, but just think through your top 10 movies. Do any of them include a theme about how war is awful, insane, useless, disgusting? Apocalypse Now, Platoon, East of Eden, Forrest Gump, Forbidden Games, Deer Hunter, Dr. Strangelove. It's amazing how much we're into movies that tell us how bad war is and how excited we are when one shows up. Biden 
just proposed $33 billion for Ukraine, the majority of which will go to military support. Congress then said, no, we love Ukraine even more than you do. We'll show you. Let's make it $40 billion. $40 billion. That means they could have actually sent $100 to every single American in order to offset the current rise in gas and food prices. But nah, let's send over some more weapons so more people die. Where are all of you liberal peaceniks who used to place flowers and guns during the Vietnam War and made the fucking peace sign so often that your fingers actually froze up? And where are all of you MAGA people who bought into an America first isolationist policy under Trump? Why would you fuck over the U.S. economy for a war that has no benefits to the U.S.? Right now, we are banning Russia oil imports to the U.S., Europe, and Japan. So where will everybody get their oil? Well, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela. Nice. Saudi Arabia, by the way, is currently in a war with Yemen. Yeah, Yemen. They invaded Yemen because they didn't like the controlling government in Yemen, and it's right on Saudi Arabia's border, so they thought they could go in. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, that was Putin's motivation. Just to make you feel good about it, though, uh, 400,000 people have died in the war in Yemen so far, and the famine in Yemen is considered one of the worst in the world, with an estimated 2.3 million children on the brink of starvation. (laughs) But don't be too worried. They're mostly brownish. So let's be bold and cut off Russia and put the world's resources into Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela. Come on, man. Even Trump wasn't that dumb. (sighs) Most Americans' response to this war is like a bad parent. It's like if you have two children and one of them hits the other one in the face, and so you go to the victim child and give it a bat and say, end this and teach the other one a lesson. I understand that what Putin did was heinous. But what should have been America's response? Well, what we should have done is try to negotiate a settlement from the outset, considering we didn't have a horse in the race, really. We could have spent way less than $40 billion by renting a hotel on the Black Sea, buying some bagels and coffee, and offering to help negotiate some compromise that would avoid outright war. That's what Jimmy Carter did in 1978 with the Camp David Accords, ended the war between Israel and Egypt, and it's part of the reason he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize also, in part because of his attempts to negotiate between the Israelis and Palestinians. Trump was actually nominated twice for the award. First, because he helped broker a deal that stopped fighting between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, And he also pushed for peace talks between North and South Korea. So what's the opposite of the peace prize? Because whatever that is, I think it goes to Biden and Boris Johnson of the UK. Because instead of trying to end this war through negotiation, they've actively pushed in the opposite direction. 
little Napoleon Zelensky has actually suggested that he was ready to negotiate several times, but he's not received any support from the West. In fact, Boris Johnson made public remarks about the futility of negotiations, and he compared the Ukraine war to the war in Britain versus the Nazis. And we all know that the whole story about World War II is you don't negotiate with the Nazis. So Zelensky only gets accolades for pushing the war forward and showing up wearing military fatigues. He's like a geek kid in school who gets attention from girls because he wore some cool pants and so he wears them for the next 10 days. Zelensky plays right into this. This is not a guy who has iron balls. He's pathetic and he's searching for his accolades. And we're happy to give them to him as long as he's willing to sacrifice his people and his military against the evil Putin. And meanwhile, Zelensky spends his time hanging with Nancy Pelosi, broadcasting to the Grammys. And this weekend, he got Bono and The Edge from U2 to come over to play an acoustic set in Kiev. Putin, or sorry, Biden. Oh, that was a mistake. What a little Freudian slip. Biden, on the other hand, has called Putin a war criminal. He's also said that we can't allow Putin to continue to rule his country. The U.S. government has let it be known that we've provided information that has resulted in the death of at least 10 Russian generals. I guess we're not going to get invited to the negotiation table. We're just sitting on the sidelines of a fight, screaming, kick him in the nuts! Like some loser wrestling fan. We're like, come on, Sergeant Slaughter, kick Nikolai Volkov in the nuts! Were the calls in this country for peace? Or for reasonable negotiations? Where are they? I think Mommy might be Tucker Carlson. Oh my God. Do you even know what led to the invasion by Putin? I discussed this to some extent in episode 65 of this podcast. But were there demands that Putin was making that you would find personally non-negotiable? Like Ukraine can't be in NATO or Ukraine must be demilitarized? Is that against your viewpoint? Was it the idea of canceling the Azov regime of the military that has white supremacy origins? Maybe uh, letting Russia have the Donbass region, which has been in civil war since 2014. Which one of those things were you not willing to even talk about before you start killing people? But it doesn't matter what your negotiation is because everyone now has seen the poor white mothers and children of Ukraine. And we need to punish Putin for those images. We've seen things that made us sad Someone must suffer. We must punish Putin and the Russians. I mean, we don't. We're not going to do it. We just have to give the bat to Ukraine and hope they can pull it off without getting their ass kicked too much. The sad fact of all this is that this is exactly, exactly the right political move for Biden. I would even say it was genius if it wasn't so obvious. I don't know if you remember a movie from 1997 called Wag the Dog. It starred Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro and was pretty big at the time. The plot of the movie is that a, the U.S. fabricates a war with Albania 
in order to distract people from a current presidential sex scandal. It was actually a prophetic idea because people referred to it over and over again, the wag the dog theory, when Bill Clinton started a bombing campaign in Iraq during his impeachment hearings for Lewinsky. And when he subsequently got involved in bombing in the Yugoslavian war, because see, war is good for politics. Do you think it's not a godsend for Biden that he can push war into news each week when inflation is running high and questions of his mental faculties linger? Do you think? He just gave a talk on inflation and half of it was about giving more money to Ukraine. (laughs) War is good for politicians, cable news, and military equipment companies, which we used to call the military-industrial complex. Well, congratulations to all of you. And the cost is just a few tens thousands of lives in a country far away. So, suburbanite, wear your blue and yellow fingernails and your shitty pins proudly. You're doing the best you can. You're cheering and showing support for killing somewhere else in the world. I mean, you're cheering for it now. Next week... When the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case is back on TV, you can put this one back in the back burner. Pass the tequila. Out!